very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond and another brilliant show for you today. We've called it Front Row Union because we've got two front rowers on the pod. We've got Lana Skeldon, Worcester and Scotland hooker after just being announced in the Scotland Six Nations squad. She's going to talk about that squad and the changes, the turning of the page after a World Cup. And we've got Liz Craik, who has been through a torrid time with Wasps, but only recently just announced in Simon Middleton's Six Nations squad. We speak to her about the highs and lows of the last few months. And of course, we'll have all the news from around the world. And first up, we're going to go to France. They've named their Six Nations squad. Audrey Forlani is captain after the second row missed out on the World Cup. Opportunities for new faces like Grenoble, Lia Campon, Ambre Emoembe, and potential starting fly half Lilo Gassier of Lyon. No Medusa fall or rumour manager both injured for the campaign to go alongside a lot of those players who retired at the end of last year. Italy, like France, say goodbye to plenty of great servants, Bertone and Fulani. Not to mention Andrea Di Giandomenico after the World Cup. Elisa Giordano leads the 36-player squad. New coach Giovanni Ranieri names eight uncapped players, but still huge experience in the ranks with Sarah Baratin, Chiara Franco, and everybody's favourite, Beatrice Rigoni. To Scotland then, they announced their squad. Doc Rachel Malcolm, friend of the pod, will lead the Side again, seven newcomers, five of which shot in those those Celtic League games. Aaron Foley, Evan Turner, Rhea Clark, Francesca McGee and Holly McIntyre, as well as call-outs of Beth Blacklock of Harlequins and the former under-20s captain Fiona Cooper. Many people keeping an eye on her. They may well have welcomed back Evie Gallagher, who missed the World Cup, of course, through injury, but will be without the likes of Jay Conkle-Roberts... Jenny Maxwell, Molly Wright and Sarah Bonner for large chunks of the tournament. New faces in the coaching box too. Martin Hark is looking after the forwards while ex-7s coach Chris Laidlaw will have his eyes on the attack. Enough of me talking about it. Let's speak to a lady who's been a mainstay of that Scotland squad for many years now. Lana Skelton. It's an absolute pleasure on the WRP to have uh, Lana Skeldon, the uh, Worcester and Scotland hooker. Lana, how are we? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me. No, don't, don't be silly. You're fully branded up there. Well done on message. <laughs> me and the team will be pleased. Where are you? You're, you're still in camp now, are you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm in the team hotel tonight. We've been training this week, which has been pretty good. So, yeah, still here for tonight. Good week under the belt. Some some new faces. Let, let, let's go straight into 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 Scotland. Um, you know the six case six nations is is dawning upon us. Um, so just been sort of ramping up for for that. Have you really? Yeah, like like you say, we've got some new faces and coaches and players, which has been really exciting, really refreshing. Um, but yeah, just building it up each week. Looking forward to getting the Six Nations started next week. But yeah, we feel like we're in a good place, so it's really exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. You say you've got some new faces in the coaching uh, structure. Uh, Chris Laidlaw, what's he bringing to to the party? He brings a lot of energy. 
um, and a lot of knowledge. Um, I really enjoy the way he coaches, if I'm honest. He's very, very upfront, very to the point, which is, that's what I like. Um, but for Scotland, it's it's really good because it's a fresh set of eyes and I think it's really important for us to move forward. Like we needed, we needed some, some fresh stuff in there and he's definitely bringing that. He's doing a real good job. And and Martin Hark, some of the best hands in, in rugby. Yeah, he's... Great big mitts, isn't he? No, no, bath, bath fingers. I know. He, he gave me like a fist bump today and I was like, whoa, his hands are huge. Oh. Um, But yeah, no, he's great Big as heart well. too, like, big heart. Yeah, he brings a lot of calmness. It's good. He brings a lot of calmness to the camp and he's very good at um, pushing the players to drive the standards and stuff, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, really excited to have him on board as well. You know, so he's a he's a he's a proper proper rugby guy. A lot of time for for Martin Hag. Um, is it is it kind of off the back of because yeah, we, we I can sit back here and, and review you know, Scotland's last twelve eighteen months, um, World Cup and what have you. And I suppose the defining bit is those games that have gone the wrong side of seven points and changing that to to the other side. And in the World Cup review, it, it's something. What are the bits you've identified? Possibly. Fresh voices, perhaps that was just a coach's review, but a set of players, if you sat down and worked, looked at that World Cup and said, you know, these, these are the bits we need to just polish up a little bit. Yeah, I think like the World Cup, obviously, like you say, the results didn't quite go our way in the first two games. Um, and I think for us, like we're trying to build and move forward. So we can have a look at ourselves and be like, okay, what have we improved on over the last 12 months? Okay, so for me personally, obviously being a forward, like we felt that the set piece was good. Um, but it's how we take it to the next level. So, like I said, Martin's really keen on the players leading their own development, if if you want to hear it that way. Um, so he's been really good at that, which is kind of allowing us to reflect and see the the sort of one percenters that we can get better at. So as a forward pack, anyway, that's kind of what we're focused on is just really driving that standard and and taking our set piece to the next level. Um, but yeah, as a team, I think it's just closing out those games. To be honest, like because we're in it. We're so in it. It's ridiculous. We're so in it. Um, so yeah, I think that's what the focus will be for for the next well, the next eight weeks in the Six Nations. It's just it's really getting after those results that that we, well, I personally feel like we deserve, and yeah, that we're working hard towards. To be honest, it, it might be a slightly uh, obvious point, but possibly therefore obvious question. But it's the end of a World Cup cycle. You're going to a new one, but. Yeah, I alluded to the last 12, 18 months. Your group have been through a hell of a lot, and it's certainly not something we're going to get into now. But just for various reasons, gone, gone through a lot. Is it sort of a bit of a, a line in the sand? You say some fresh face in that in that squad. Okay, you've got some some serious injuries as well uh, to some key players, but some fresh faces, new coaches, bit of line in the sand, right? And, and on we go now. Yeah, I think like you said, like we had a pretty big sort of twelve to eighteen months with a lot of. A lot of things on and off the pitch, um, but ultimately that just brought us tighter as a group, which is like fantastic. Um, but yeah, like you say, like kind of at the end of a World Cup cycle, ready to start a new one, like you said, putting a, a line in the sand and and giving people these opportunities, whether that's coaches or players. And I think that sometimes injuries can be frustrating, but it also allows another player to get an opportunity and, and to for us to create some depth as well, which I think is really important for us moving into into this next cycle is creating that depth. Um, in our squad which is something that 
has been very evident to me over the last few weeks anyway is that there is players coming through and it's really good to see. Um, so yeah, like I think for us it is about hitting a reset button and going again almost, which is it's really exciting to be part of uh, and everyone seems really up for it in training and stuff, which is cool. Uh, I spoke about one of the, the injuries. Uh, Molly Wright is, uh, is is sadly not going to be there for, for a lot of the tournament. Sarah Bonner is going to yeah struggle certainly the first few rounds and what have you. Um, tell us about some of the exciting new forwards coming coming through, Lana. You, you, you've got a few miles on the clock now. Uh, you're one of the <laughs> experienced, uh, mature players. Have I put that nicely enough? You yeah. have. Just good. Um, who, who are some of the young bucks coming through that um, they're going to shine in the Six Nations for you? So it's really hard because we have a lot of exciting players. Like I'm not going to lie, like there's a lot of players waiting there just to get their opportunity. But for me, as a, I'll focus on the forwards because it's probably easier. Um, yeah, I heard about some uh, of the centres already. So yeah, no, yeah, stick to the forwards. Yeah, um, for me, Anne Young. Um, she's been playing at Sail Sharks. She moved there. Um, when we came back from the World Cup and what a fantastic move that's been for her. Um, she's She's been around the squad since um, 2019, but she's just never really gotten that opportunity. Um, so she's been training hard in the background. Like She's been an incredible person for our squad um, th- over the last few years, but now she's really going to get an opportunity to show what she's all about and, and I'm sure she's going to shine. But like I say, she went to Sail Sharks, so that's definitely pushed her on. Um, and in training in the last few weeks, she's been outstanding and the improvement in her has been incredible so really excited to see her go um obviously she'll be at loose head prop so she'll be hopefully next to me which is cool um and also kind of came through last year a bit um Evie Gallagher uh she played really well in the six stations last year unfortunately got injured just before we went out to the world cup which was disappointing for her but um she's an incredible talent and Hopefully that's her on a on a good path now away from the injury. So hopefully you can see a lot of her and she's still very young and I'm excited to see her go. And then I suppose for me, uh, we've got a, a young hooker up and coming, which is cool. Um, Ellis Martin. <laughs> Ellis Martin has been down at DMP um, the last few months, which has been great for her. Uh Again, she's been unfortunate with injury, um, but she's came into the squad um, last summer, uh, trained with us last summer and was at the World Cup. Unfortunately, didn't play, but she is an exciting talent and someone that I'm hoping to take under my wing and any wisdom I've got, I will give to her. Not that there's much of it, but I'll give what I've got. Um, you do yourself a yeah, good so, service. So those three for me are... The ones that are really exciting. I mean, there's there is lots of others. I could no, no, no. the list could go on, but for me at the moment, those three are the ones that I'm really excited to see how they get on in the Six Nations, and and hopefully you'll see a lot of them. Yeah, no, I, I spoke spoke to uh, Rachel Taylor not so long ago, and yeah, she was singing the praises of uh, of Annie Young yeah, in the in the front row. So um, yeah, we, we look forward to to seeing her go. And we we talk about the you know, the, the the Premiership clubs there. Um, we'll just move seamlessly from international to, to, to club, you're playing at Worcester at, at a really wholesome environment. Um, we spoke just before we came on about, about uh, Joe Yap and you know, our fondness of, of her, joint fondness of, of her, playing some, some pretty good rugby down there. Certainly things are, are definitely building. It's it's a fairly young squad in amongst some more experienced players. You contracted up at Scotland. You must be enjoying your, your rugby life at the minute, mustn't you? 
yeah it's like I'm in a very fortunate position if I'm honest like it is literally living the dream like it is literally my dream is to play rugby as a job and I'm, I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to do that um but also like you say like being at a club like Worcester it's um it's a family away from home essentially um it's a very wholesome club I've met some very very good people there um and like you were saying Joy App is she's an incredible person and I'm just so grateful to be coached by her to be honest yeah, no, she's uh, she's got. I mean, we, we take away the the uh, the victory. Uh, sorry, the, uh, the the loss in the last round. Was uh, pretty heavy, heavy one against um, Gloucester Harbury, wasn't it? Um, but uh, just just give us a sense of uh, of the feeling so far. I mean, I, I think we've spoken quite a lot on this spot about the trajectory of what's sort of going up. But you've had a, I mean, again, just a hell of a lot to deal with off 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 the field. Are the batteries recharged? Because that's that emotionally and physically and mentally that's that's hugely draining i'm sure going through what Worcester as a club have been through do you feel the kind of batteries recharged now and you sort of kick on post six nations after this what crazy six week break whatever it is yeah i think like ultimately it's been a real tough time for the club and obviously very fortunate to have people like joe yap who's there to fight for us um and others within the club as well of course but i think you're right like obviously we have had a few defeats recently that we've not been happy about of course or not like but I think we are building towards something really quite special next season or the season after you can't put a time on it but um like you say a very young team and I think like we are heading towards something good but yeah I think like the batteries will be getting recharged at the minute I think um being away on international like being able to come back to club and bring like a slightly different energy like for people that have been there throughout the whole season like I think it's a good blend of coming in and out it's quite good um but yeah for sure I think everyone's in a real positive mindset around like next season in particular like we look to finish the season strong but like next season is what we're building towards and and just putting those foundations in and building that confidence so we can really hit the ground running next next season so excited for the the Prem 15s or whatever it may be called. Um, ne- next season, uh, it, there's a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, I can I can promise you that. So no, it's uh, it's brilliant stuff. Can you envisage then that the club game has has moved on to even more professionality in terms of remuneration as well? Um, I'd like to hope so. I think like the steps that have been made over the last well, the last three or four years even has been incredible. And I think if we just keep going on that trajectory we'll we'll get there um but yeah it's really exciting like i have no idea what's going to happen in the next five years but i'm just so buzzing to be part of it brilliant um yeah your your energy is is, is infectious it's uh it's late in the evening and i hugely appreciate your your time but um it's been a, it's been a long day here at uh, chateau hamo and uh, you've totally infused me now uh <laughs> nana thank you so much for coming on the pod we'll, we'll we'll leave it there really appreciate your your time can't wait to see in the Six Nations ripping it up as ever. And yeah, thoroughly enjoyed watching you over the years. And thanks once again for your time. Absolutely no bother at all. Thanks for having me. I am Sophie DeGuddy, and you are listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Great to hear from Lana there. She's talking about that, uh, that uh, Worcester result from the weekend. Let's get into... The Premier 15's results from last weekend. Gosford Harbury 15, Worcester 12. We spoke of that with Lana. Wasp went down 12 tries at Loughborough. Lightning scored 5 points to 70. 
TMP shipped 13 tries as well in a 73 loss to Saracen. Some lovely tries in there. Jess Breach hitting some nice form, isn't she, at the moment? Exeter, another bonus point for them even before half-time. 52-14 against Sale. And a really tight one is Bristol Quinns, wasn't it? Bristol 31, Harlequins 26, 75th minute try by Sarah Byrne for that one. All that means is that Exeter and Gloucester Hartbury have qualified for the semi-finals already. And then it's a three slash four. Mathematically, Worcester can still qualify for those quarterfinals. But realistically, it's those teams in three, four and five. So Saracens 55 points, Bristol 46, Harlequins 42 and Worcester on 30. Fascinating. Four fixtures after the league returns post six nations. Results from Spain, the Division de Honor. It's playoff time in the top six Valladia won again, 45 points to 17 over Santa Boyana, keeping them at the top of the table. Sevilla overcame El Salvador, 28-7. The league now takes a break for a week. Last round of the round-robin stages in New Zealand, the Super Rugby Al Picky. Chiefs made it 3-3 three from three with a 46-38 win over Mata 2, while the Hurricanes Pua went down to the Blues in 22-31. That was their first win of the campaign. This week in the semi-finals of the North Bay Stadium in Albany, North Auckland. Maybe the stadium from the World Cup. Matter two take on the Blues and the favourites. Chief Manoa go head-to-head with the Hurricanes Pua. Then it's the finals week after that in Waikato. Well, we just mentioned the Premier 15s then. Now we get the privilege of speaking to a lady who has really spearheaded, just kept everything together. What has been an incredibly difficult season for Was Well, many clubs, in fact, in the Premier 15s. Was Worcester, Sale, DMP. But Was no longer part of the Premier 15s plans going forward. How they managed to pull their socks up and get out of the park every week, I have no idea. But Liz Craig is going to tell us all about it. And also some ups in the last 12 months as well, as she was named in the Red Roses Six Nations squad. Here's the Queen Wasp herself. Liz Craig, awesome to have you on the pod. Wasp and now Red Rose squad members, certainly. We we can say that uh, from years ago as well. How are you? You're up there in camp. Um, big smile on your face. How, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Um, it was a literally last minute kind of called in on mon- uh, Monday afternoon. So a bit of a different week than I expected. So it's, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. So it's good. Lots good. coming at you, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> the line out noises and all the rest of it are no doubt are, are boring off at uh, late into the late into the evening. But is it as brilliant? And just how cool is it? Uh, Oh, what should I put on this morning? Oh, I just put on that red roses top. No, I just put on that red roses top. Oh, I put that training top. How cool is it, really? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I I'm actually quite superstitious, so I've never 
like I don't wear England kit because or like you know when they've donated it at training and you get a spare like top from an ex-player or something I've never worn it because I don't I feel a bit like superstitious it might not happen for me so um it's nice to be able to wear it and be like feel like I've earned it a little bit I took a little selfie and sent it to my partner just to like prove that I was wearing it but yeah it's um I mostly just wear what my roommate's wearing so that I know I'm in the right stuff there's a lot going on, isn't there? I mean, I've I've been been privy once. I don't know. I should admit this or not, but to to the the spreadsheet and Mike. I mean, the colours. It's it's extraordinary. Um, have you been mucking up at all? You've been getting to all the meetings on time, eating the right stuff, all the rest of it. Yeah, I think luckily I'm quite organised. I'm quite paranoid, more so than organised. So, um, <laughs> I just check it like fifty times a day and follow everyone around. And is there? You know, because people say and. People watching the, the men's six stations out there, and, and and Jono, who I mean, I hang on everywhere that Jono says, but um, he was talking about that, that just a different level from from club rugby to, to international level. Um, is there that in training as well? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I suppose I this season I'm coming from a slightly different um, like setup and, and such because of like the wasp situation anyway. So, um, you know we don't do we, like we can't do 15 on 15 bone on bone because we just don't have the like the numbers and uh so coming into camp that was a bit like oh gosh okay here we go like this is the real deal kind of thing and it is just you play in 15 on 15 against like, all the players you don't want to tackle in the prem so <laughs> it's like okay this is real so yeah 100 percent, a massive step up who, who's one to, to avoid because there's always one in training that doesn't possibly even mean to but there's elbows and there's knees and you know the physios get a lot of uh, a lot of side work from uh, the way that they train who, who are the people to avoid Oh, do you I, know? It's unfair, isn't it? Because you've just gone in and you're not going to say this and they may listen to this, might not they? Come on, they won't mind. Marley Packer won't mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, she's like intense, like in everything, like she puts so much into it. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be running into her, definitely. But it's the same with any of them. Like, they're all here because they're, they're great rugby players. And, uh, yes, yeah, it, it, it hurts. <laughs> And what's the uh, what's the, what's the general mood in camp? Is there have there been been set kind of there been days for defence, days for for attack? Has there been a slightly different emphasis? Have there been a look? Let, let's do this slightly different to to what we were doing doing last year, or is it kind of a, like, almost like a clean state and, uh, and away you go for this just this Six Nations? Um, yeah, so I I don't actually really know like what they were doing last year. So um, no, of course not. But um, I think. They, from what I've gathered, they're changing up slightly how they do like the contact sessions and things like that. Um, but it was like yesterday was a lot of uh, kind of getting the the calls and the line outs and focusing on on that. And then today is like your kind of full Bosch session, so gym session in the morning, um, some line out scrum, collision stuff, and then lunch and then um like full kind of full bosh in the afternoon so intense I think tomorrow is a little bit more laid back there's a bit more kind of meetings and recovery um going from there and then I haven't looked at Friday so now one day at a time and if you've been doing that from the beginning of the week don't, don't start mucking that around now um and then <laughs> and, and then is it home for the weekend and then it, back into to, to camp so yeah, I'm not sure yet. So I know um, 
we've wasp has still got a cup game this weekend um and i'm coming back from injury still um so i had my first kind of 20 minutes back last weekend weekend just gone um so hopefully i'll still get some game time this weekend and then yeah fingers crossed they'll ask me back for next week so i don't know yet <laughs> look um i spoke to Tom Middleton uh when he, when he announced the squad and um we were talking about players and um yeah he sort of yeah, some very positive words about you. He said he's always had his eye on you as a background. I moved to moved to to the front row. Um, how did that come about? I mean, it's it's an obvious move for for people like myself. It's the only place to play in the front row. But um, how how did it come about? And just how much better is it than than the back row? Yeah, it's basically um, back in the kind of COVID year where we were still allowed to play as like an elite um, league. But obviously they changed the rules with scrums. So you're supposed to have a lot less scrums in, in the game. And um, LJ and Giselle kind of sat, like <laughs> like called me and were like, look, we basically want to get as many back row on the field. There won't be many scrums. Don't worry about it. Like we just want to put basically one to eight players who can play back row um, essentially or act like back row. Um, and then I think our first game, there was like 10 or 15 scrums. And I was there like, what are we doing? um but yeah it's actually been it's been good fun like it's a it's a big learning curve it's a lot more technical than you kind of realize that there's so many things to remember like your foot placement like your bind and then like you gotta fight with your head this way but you gotta push off the other leg and like all these other things it's uh, you know it's 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 killer but it's been really good it is good it's the only um it's the only sorry it's just some camp people um it's the only um part like in it <laughs> i'm on a podcast already just week one yeah yeah media media sorry media <laughs> no it's because i'm literally just staring straight at them and talking when they're walking past and i feel like um but yeah I, I always say it's like what i quite like about it is that it's like one of the only positions in like as a front row player it's the only position in the pitch where you actually just are completely I mean, I suppose you've got the rest of the scrum, but it's kind of is a one-on-one battle with your opposite prop. And, you know, no one's got like, no one's got a run up or is potentially going to be faster than you. It's literally like, are you going to get, you know, are you going to beat me? And I'm very competitive. So that's, that's a good one for me. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, outside of combat sports, I mean, there's not, not much more gladiatorial in, in, in the world of sport is there than, uh, than front rows going, going at it. But you, you, you talk about what's there and I, I wanted to bring on the pod because I, you know, utterly de- deserve the, the, the England call up and, and hopefully we'd see you into the six nations and what have you, but you yeah, also just wanted to touch on was, but obviously wanted to start with the, the positive. It's been desperately hard. I, I, I'm sure where are you at with it, with it all, with the, you know, in, in terms of your head? Because do you do you know what happens come come June to to the club and what have you and the side? Um, no, not really. I think my concern, I suppose, with the club is that because the Met, like we're as was women, um, kind of trying to like what's the word I'm looking for? Like ally with the men ally, and yeah. the, the FC that have supported us so far um, are going to have like an amateur team, but th- it was always the plan that at this point they were going to step, not necessarily step aside because they've supported us so much this season. Um, but it was 
that was supposed to be the pathway that we were supposed to move to Coventry and play at the Rico and do all those things. Um, And obviously I know with the men, like their, um, you know, all their statements and everything and the things that they've spoken to us about is that they're still committed to having like a women's side. Um, I assume because last time there was the retendering, like Waterloo, Richmond, they went down into champ. So I'd assume we'd go into champ. But um, at the minute, I think that all depends on whether the men can get their kind of ducks in a row and, and sort like a men's champ team, a place to stay, like the finances and all those kind of things. And I think from our understanding so far, that's still, you know, it's still kind of here and there. And, I, you know, I don't know, to be honest, it's not... At this point, it's not something like it upsets me because the club has been such is so legendary and and I've been there for nine, ten years. And I think um, it's the first time since 1985 um, that like there won't be a Wasps team, a Wasps women's team in the Premier in like top flight rugby in the women's game. So that's like a real shame for the, for for the name and for the brand and everything. But um for myself and the girls I know that our focus solely because we know that you know we're no longer in in the Prem 15s next year our focus is getting through this rest of the season enjoying it and setting ourselves up for wherever we move on to next so whether you know obviously for myself I want to stay in in Prem so it's looking at other clubs around that are in Prem like other girls as well still want to be there some might want to play in champs some you know might look that way so it's I actually think the mood's really good because we're not, um, you know, it's happened. We can't change it. And we just want to play rugby and that's what we're here for. And we want to do ourselves and the club proud as much as we can for this last few, like the last run in. So I actually think it. most of us are in a pretty good headspace with it because what else can we do really? It, it doesn't really change, change our uh, remainder of the season. So, yeah, control the controllables. There's so much in there that I'd like to to pick out, but I can I can even hear the the, the pain in your in, in your voice. And I, I know whenever I've been to to Was and, and spoken to Waspies, um, your name is is always spoken about in, in very high high terms and and high admiration. Um, where have you found the strength? Because I suspect there'll be a lot of young players leaning on on you. 133 appearances to, for for the club. LJ, and what have you? Probably yeah, looking looking to you for some leadership. Where have you found the strength to get up every week, knowing that the the, the side opposite you, you know, 23 against 23, you know, you're second best. Um, I think one, I kind of made the decision quite early on that. I was going to stay and um, we had quite a bit of players that were kind of staying and then kind of made decisions as more stuff happened um, to leave, which, you know, well within their rights. And, but I, I just remember sitting there and being like, well, what else am I going to do? Because if I move clubs and I leave, you're trying to cement yourself in a new team. And obviously this was the goal, like getting to England has always been the goal for me. So I'm thinking, okay, yes, I'm a prop. So props are always needed, but are you going to get good game time in order to be able to say, you know, put your hand up. So for me, that was my reasoning that I was like, I think 
I kind of tried to back myself in saying that I learn best in game time, which means I need as many minutes at the weekend to play. And if that's, you know, if we're getting like, obviously our results, like if we're getting pumped, like that's fine. But if I can play, you know, 70, 80 minutes as a front row player, I'm putting so like, I'm so many opportunities for me to put my hand up and say, this is what I can do. And I can do it for 80 minutes or um, things like that. So that's kind of the decision that I made quite early that if I was going to stay, I had to really knuckle down and, and deal with it. And um, I also quite early on said to LJ, like, okay, I want to be captain. If I'm staying, I, I'm going to be the captain um, because it kind of forces you to lead by example and, and do those things. So I think it was just an attitude of, well, this is it. And you've got to make the best of the situation that you're in, I think. Um, but I've got, luckily, I've got like a lot of leaders there, like, and some so many people have stepped up. So obviously we've got Hannah Edwards, who's been there longer than me. She was the reason that I joined Wasps. Um, she got me down there. So she's a, a fantastic leader and really helpful person to have around to to help me. Um, Helen, who's been captaining while I've been injured, is just fantastic. And she's, again, really stepped up. But we've also got newer players. So like Fee Cooper, um, who's just been called into the Scotland squad. She, she started off kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get in the team kind of thing. And obviously in my head, I'm like, well, we don't have many players, babe. So yeah, <laughs> you're playing. Um, and she's gone from being relatively shy, not shy, but quiet, to being like absolutely one of our leaders on field as well. So luckily I don't have to just like rely on my own strength. I've got strength of those around me as well. Lovely speaking to you. You're the proper rugby person. You're talking about your teammates there. Your your entire face just lights up. And considering, you know, when you pull that wash shirt on, you you know it's going to be a tough, tough afternoon at the office. You know, whatever the uh, whatever the the, the result and the the joy when you you score your tries and and what have you. But just just one one more question on 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 the waspies, and I must let you go because. No doubt, mids and Deacon have got you up at the crack of crack of dawn tomorrow morning, lifting tires or running through <laughs> the snow like Rocky or something. Do you feel, yeah, you you, you touched on it slightly, but some 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 players leaving, and you know, at, at the moment, the men's side of the the, the club is is very you know, solitary by itself, and there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of of linkage. And I'm not sure there possibly ever has been, and the players and, and whatever and going. And yeah, I just I just get to that mantra of you know, once a wasp, always a wasp. Do you feel a little a little, a little bit let down and possibly that's stuck the fires a little bit more? Um I think I'll try and be like diplomatic because like the thing is, I can completely understand their reasoning because obviously I was making those decisions at the same time as well. Um so some players, you know, we couldn't afford visas, you know, none of us are paid now. So there's players who relied on on that income for their life like you can't you can't be mad at that and some players like made decisions because they were looking to try again for international camps and they for them that wasp environment wasn't going to be conducive for their learning and their ability to kind of push for those those spots and you know in your heart because I it's I was the captain at that point like it's my club and my club's like falling apart around me right early on. And 
it was worrying and it's stressful um and obviously at the time you're really gutted and it it does hurt and it does sting um but I think in you know now that the wound's not so fresh like it doesn't you know I can understand it and like they're thriving in those um like those players are thriving in those new environments as well so like they've made the right decision for them and and that's great and we've made do like we're fine like actually I know you know when our results aren't great but like actually we've we've been fine we've we've done all right and we've done what we've set out to do so you know at the time yeah it hurts and you do want to be mad at them but like they are still wasps and they have like been in the shirt and and done uh like done it proud as well so you know I think we're all still amicable but it it (laughs) it did sting (laughs) love the use of um yeah the the word sting. Very good. It wasn't lost on me. Um, no, look, we, we, we leave that there. And I, I just, I just felt, I just felt for you guys that to have stayed there and stuck it. And as you say, you, you know, you, you take on water and you've got, you know, you've got a thimble to try and get it, to try and bail it out. And I just, just felt for you. And there's, Oh, they've gone. This is gone. Oh, that that's, I just, yeah, massively felt. And I just, yeah, wanted to, yeah, a lot, a lot of people have asked that question. So I wanted to, to, to relay that. Where are you going to be in, in 10 years time? What, what do you want to have achieved on your, on your own spreadsheet? Oh, um, I mean, England cap, <laughs> that's been on there for a long time. That's basically the only thing that's like on the list. <laughs> um, so yeah, first and foremost, that I think, I didn't realise um, that kind of captaining was something that I was keen to do until, as I said, the opportunity was there. So um, I'm glad I can tick that off now. I think, again, with anything, you like you want to leave things better off than when you join them. I don't. I, I mean, I definitely don't have ten years of rugby left in me. So, like outside of that, I've got you know some career ambitions. So I want. Um, Sarah Hunter's 58 years of age. What on earth are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, but she's not front row. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Um, so, yeah, so just things like that. I think my sole focus at this point is trying to prove myself enough that I can get um, get on that field and, and play in the shirt. So um, outside of that, it's just progressing my career, like outside of uh, rugby have a nice family hopefully um and yeah i think that's about it <laughs> how lovely um i, I just uh yeah i'm uh, astonished lovely to really lovely to 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 speak to you it really has been a, a real pleasure and um considering that that that's been been the drive to to get to this england camp and to have done it through the incredibly choppy waters and credit, yeah, credit to the English, uh, England management for, for looking right across the, the piece for, for, the, for the pieces that fit their j- jigsaw correctly. And uh, she'd be incredibly proud of, um, uh, of getting to, to where you've got to. And um, yes, all the best for, for that cup. Um, uh, so that, that cap, I should say, and uh, I look forward to seeing that smile. Um, fingers crossed when it does happen, but thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Rocky Clark, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Well, that's about it for another week. Next week, big old week, isn't it? Start of the Six Nations. We're going to have 
multiple pods for you. Yeah, we're going to go to town next week, talking to captains, coaches, journalists, all the rest of it. Multiple pods, as we say, those plans all coming together. But just remains for me to do a couple of little shout-outs. Big shout-out to Amy Kikane, 50 appearances for Harlequins, scored a try to crown it all. Georgie Perris-Redding, 50 up for sale. Sharks, well done to you. What a couple of years it has been for uh, all action flanking are involved in international rugby, of course. A lady who's been involved in international rugby for the last 10 years or so is Jessie Tremoulier, one of the finest talents in women's rugby. She's calling a time on her career after the Six Nations. A mercurial talent. Merci pour le souvenir, Jessie. Huge thanks to Tom, to Vicky, to my guests Liz and Lana, the front row union. Doing it strong. And just to mark your car, 28th of April, Friday, ahead of that final round of Six Nations games, we're doing a live show from the Cabbage Patch in Twickenham. Keep an eye on our socials for all the details. Enjoy your weekend of rugby. Stay safe. Be kind. See you next week.